Hello there, and welcome to episode 57 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, very close to my age. Uh, here in the month of October, I will be flipping to number 57 here, um, and very excited about episode 57. It's actually one of my favorite episodes that we've done, and uh, I'll tell you about that here in just a minute. A special thank you to the Fairfield County Sports Network for making this podcast possible. Our friends at Price Custom Homes for sponsoring this podcast. Greg and Mitch Price have been doing this for 50 years or more, and they can help you from the beginning of the process to the end of the process and all points in between. You can find more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. A special thank you to my friend Mike O'Reilly at WLRY and my friend George Chatters at Save Radio for broadcasting the Sports and Spirituality Show. My name is Steve Rao. And our regular co-host is a young lady who, um, quite frankly, is a little corny. And she has been a bulldog. Uh, she's actually funneling funds to a secret account <laughs> because she's trying to make life a cakewalk. She is also um, a young lady um, who um, maybe uh, has ears like an elephant. And... <laughs> She is the apple of her husband's eye <laughs> and sweet like candy. She is Kelsey Bull with Young Life Lancaster. Welcome back to the Sports and Spirituality Show. Kelsey Bull. Hi, Steve. What did you think of that? Uh, that was pretty funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was any of it true? Um, maybe. Yeah. I really hope the elephant ear part is not. <laughs> well, you have headphones on, so I can't tell. I just made that up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, made, made them bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you put the headphones on, it makes them bigger. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> now, maybe all of those references have something to do with uh, county fairs. Yeah, I think so. Did you pick up on that? Yes, uh, I okay, did. <laughs> okay, so what was the first one? Um, I'm corny. Yes, a, a corn dog. Oh. You're, you're a bulldog, so it's corny and, and dog. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't get the bulldog reference, okay. but hey, now cor making cor a little bit more sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the second one? I don't remember. Oh, uh, you were funneling money? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny because that's yeah. not even remotely true. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yep. What's that? What's what? Uh, you, you were funneling money to make life a cakewalk. Oh, oh, oh. So so, so what, what's the county fair food that might... Cake? Funnel cake. Funnel cake. Oh, yes. oh, oh uh, I didn't realize these were two parters. <laughs> yes. I was trying to be creative. Yeah. And fine. And uh, when I said ears like an elephant, what did I mean by that? Elephant ears. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay. And when I said you're the hus uh, you're the apple of your husband's eye. Yeah, and then and sweet, sweet like, like candy. candy. So yeah, what is that? Candy apple. Thank you. Okay. Very good. You're, you're picking up on what I'm putting down. <laughs> I it only took 27 minutes to get there, sure. but you finally got there. Sure. Kudos yeah. to you. Thank you so much. Great job. Mm -hmm. um, so any of any of that true? Now, we're, we're talking about that because uh, you and I uh, are part of the latest and greatest county fair in the state of Ohio, the Fairfield County Fair. That's why we're chatting about it. Um, but I'm super excited about our guest today. Um, really, uh, this guy I've wanted to talk to for a long, 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 long time. He is actually the assistant coach for the Ohio State University football team. He's the defensive line coach, so he's got two jobs. Okay. And uh, he has coached uh, some of the best players in college football who have now become some of the best players in the National Football League. So this guy is great. And, oh, what's even greater than that? His acumen as a football coach 
is his deep love for Jesus Christ and his willingness uh, not to um, hide his light under a bushel, right, uh, to let it shine. He's known to be the guy um, who doesn't cuss at his players, um, and uh, he's built a reputation for that kind of thing. Uh, very careful. I watched him interact with children and, uh, and, and grandchildren at uh, football games. Uh, it's just uh, he's a man of faith. He's a man of football, uh, and uh, he's a man of his family. Uh, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say about those three things. I feel the same way. Awesome. So his name, Larry Johnson, he's going to be our guest on episode 57 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. But now back to the things that really matter, Fairfield. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, the Fairfield County Fair. Yes. Uh, we, um, we record this in Fairfield County, uh, this do. podcast. And uh, so um, question number one, have you been to the Fairfield County Fair as of this recording? Yes, I have. And uh, tell me about that, because you have two children. I do. I think they are four and two. Uh, yep, yep, they are. <laughs> um, and I think I saw your daughter, Lucy, at a ball game recently. You did. Yeah, and she wanted nothing to do with me. Nope, she didn't. Yeah. smart girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's been raised right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> stranger danger. I think she started yelling in the gym. I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Oh, she didn't. She okay. didn't yell, but. No, no. She, she did have a very shy moment. She did. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. She hid behind you, which is kind of hard because you're little. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) You have elephant ears, but (laughs) But I'm little. Yeah, if she hid behind those, she wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That would have been easy. Okay. Enough of that. I'm Mm -hmm. kidding about that. You understand? Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope you're not sensitive about that. No, I'm not. I should have. (laughs) <laughs> talk to you about that before we went on the air maybe uh, no, but, no. Uh, no okay good um yeah so okay so sunday yes is the kickoff day yes what, and what's it called free day yes it is not called free day but everybody <laughs> calls, calls it, it free, free day. day it's actually called preview day oh good nobody i know actually previews anything they're like hey we get in free yeah and we're gonna eat fair food and see friends yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm going. And, yes. Uh, yeah, the weather was great. It was so good. So we yeah. went We went Sunday night, um, and we picked up a little bit of food, ran into people. The kids rode a few rides. Um, and then we went back on Monday night for the rodeo. Yes. Yes, which I think is a newer event to the fair. Newer. I think it's been done the last two or three years. But, okay, uh, great. Yeah. Good um, to know. Uh, what, what what did you uh, think about the rodeo? Because I, I watch <laughs> that stuff on television. I actually think it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I love the rodeo. I've been yeah. to several in my life, oddly enough. Um, well, breaking and, news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's breaking news. but <laughs> It is to me. Um, but anyways, they the two events they had were bull riding and barrel racing. Yes. There are several other rodeo events, but they were not. They did not happen at this rodeo. I see. Um. The bull riding, I have to be honest, was a little bit of a letdown. Oh, it was. I think there were eighteen gentlemen, and only three of them stayed on for eight seconds. Then you don't watch. Then you don't watch much bull riding. No, it w- no. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say I watch much, but I would say that it was disappointing. Oh no, uh, th- that's typical to stay on that bull for eight seconds. Oh yeah, that's difficult. Obviously. Yeah, it, it, it is. And quite frankly, I mean, I I, I, don't, I don't watch a ton of it, but the the pro bowler rider thing Yeah, PBR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I have watched some of that. Yeah. And I will say when I'm watching on television and these guys are professionals, 
rarely do I see him last eight seconds. Sure. It's pretty rare. So three out of 18, I think that's pretty good. Now, that's I just, don't know. That's an I amateur just, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you were disappointed. I was disappointed. I see. But the barrel racers did awesome. Did they? They were very entertaining. Yeah. How many it, of those fell off? Um, actually, a couple. Ouch. Yeah. I, at least one. Yeah. But I think maybe two. I see. Yeah. Which I don't think is super common for. Um, I would agree with that as well. Yeah. That event. But... Yeah. Again, not a professional rodeoer here, so I don't no, know. Me either. <laughs> but we took Lucy with us on Monday night, and we yeah. were with um, about 15 other friends. So it was really fun to be with them. Yeah. Uh, and it was really fun for Lucy to experience that. She was definitely bored by the bull riding, but she loved the barrel racing. Yeah. And she took about 150 pictures on my phone of it. She so did. So I'm like, okay. Yay. Yeah, yay. All these pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk to me about the uh, rodeo clowns. Uh, how did that? Uh, <laughs> how did that hit you? They were pretty entertaining. Okay. Yeah, they usually are. Yes. Were you there? I was not. Oh, this okay. This is why I need to know. Um, at one point, one of them came up into the stands. I don't recall the premise or like why, uh-huh. but he took um, this woman's phone. So then he took it down into the ring and was like taking videos and pictures of himself with her phone. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, at one point, they was brought... Was it Lucy? Because she had a bunch of pictures. It was not Lucy. Uh, bummer. Um, at one point, they brought out two little kids, and they, like, had a dance-off. I saw a picture of that. Yeah, so that was also cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they did a good job. I I don't mean to sound critical. I think the sound system could use some improving, so it's a little hard to hear sometimes. For sure. I uh, go to the uh, demolition derby stuff yes. usually, and then sometimes it's hard to figure out what they're saying. Now, there are engines running and that kind of thing. Yes, so, and we had several local bull riders and barrel racers so i would have loved to hear yeah. more accurately some information about them yeah um but yeah it was a really fun event and then on tuesday night is actually when i saw you my family was uh split up at volleyball and uh boys soccer games because it was their senior celebration nights right um and then on wednesday my son wade and i went to um some of the dairy cow shows in the morning how about that yeah while my daughter lucy was at pre-k she chose to go to school over going to the (laughs) fair on wednesday morning which i thought she'll grow out of that yes which i thought was just funny um growing up i have a long history of the fair i uh have showed several things in the fair mostly market rabbits um and so i love the fair um we probably talked about it last year but just holds lots of memories but all relating uh back to relationships with people and so one of the biggest reasons i went to the dairy cow shows on wednesday morning was because um some friends of ours their kids are getting into showing and so i wanted to watch their kids show and then one of my not one of my, my oldest friend was back in town um, for the first time in the fair. I think he said for 10 years uh, and he grew up on a dairy farm outside of um, Carroll and uh, it was really fun to catch up with him. He is now a vascular surgeon. So he's been um, pretty much in training up until recently. Yeah. Um, yes. And so he just hasn't been able to get back with his residency schedules and things like that. So it was so fun to see him and catch up with him for a while. Um, and he just had his first child. Uh, I think she might be five months old, and so got to meet her. And congratulations! Um, that's I don't think that's ever been done that a guy's birthed a child. Okay. So that's good. 
<laughs> Congratulations to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's weird. Was a C-section or was a natural birth? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep moving on. Okay. Um, so we'll probably hit the fair up one more time before it closes. Okay. Yeah, we were gonna go last night, but there was a storm coming in. Right. Um, and then my son actually uh, has come down with croup. Uh, so bummer. Yes, has wrecked our plans a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I I see that, and uh, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. How about you? Well, um, yeah, it's, I actually <laughs> just uh, went to, right before we recorded this podcast, and that's really my first time uh, there. Um, you said something that uh, several things that I really liked. Uh, one is um, uh, having memories, uh, and and I think in many things in life, uh, things are more nostalgic. If you have a history, right? Sure. And for other people, like, man, why would you do that? My wife is from uh, northeast Ohio, okay? Uh, the county fair was not a big deal. Yes. Like, I don't know that she ever went. Yes. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, I might have gone that one time. Uh, down here in this area, it's a huge deal. It really is. It is the latest fair in all the county fairs, 88 counties in Ohio, and it's the latest in the year. Yes. Um, we like to say greatest, uh, the latest and greatest in the year. And uh, so it's, uh, I've talked to vendors, um, they're concessionaires, people call them carnies, I understand, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, you can only do that if if you're their friend, uh, at least according to one of my concessionaire friends, uh, or I can call him carny because he said I could. Got it. Um, But... um, uh, they love coming to the fair. They, you know, this is the the last county fair of the year, and and you know, for them, I'm sure it's kind of a wrapping up the year. And, sure. and quite frankly, he said uh, financially he does very very well uh, here and uh, all of that. Uh, and so, but it's nostalgic, so it's going to mean more. Now, my wife loves to go now uh, because she's been in town for thirty years, right? Right. And so uh, she's excited about it now. Uh, when before it's like really. You're going to the fair, and it's, like, in the fall? I know. It's so funny to me, because growing up, of course the fair was in the fall. Well, duh. I didn't know that it couldn't be in right. the fall. Like, we're going to the fair in July? Yeah. Who goes like, to the fair it's in so July? so hot. Exactly. <laughs> Who wants to go melt? Right. Which, I mean, we've had some great weather. We have. And we've had some awful weather. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Like, in some weeks, you get all of it. You yes. get the, like, 70, 80 degrees. Yep. You get snow on the ground. Yep. You get frost in the morning. Yep. You get... There was w- a tornado. Tornado, one. yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so just a few years ago, they had to clear the grandstand. Yes. Uh, everybody go home. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's going to die. Uh, <laughs> They're uh, I, not. They didn't. Well, they, no, they didn't. But they, <laughs> there was kind of that sense of, oh, my goodness. Uh, right. This could be really bad. Because right. there's Hail. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I mean, all the things. Yes. I mean, I definitely, yeah, a lot of rain, a lot of years of a lot of rain. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and then there's there's another festival uh, called the Pumpkin Show. Yes. And there's always been at least this long-standing thinking that if the weather is good for the Fairfield County Fair, it's going to be bad for the Pumpkin Show. Oh, interesting. Yes, and if it's bad for the fair... That's good news for the pumpkin show. Do you frequent the pumpkin show? I don't. Okay, I don't either. I'm telling you, I've been in this town for 56 years. Yes. And I think I've been to the pumpkin show twice. Like, ever. Yeah. I, yes, I think I'm maybe once or twice. Yeah, well, and you're a lot And I'm younger, yes. But it's interesting, and I think part of the reason is because it's right after our fair. Absolutely. So, to me, I'm like, I kind of just got my fair fix, which, do not get me wrong, 
I will eat fair food all the time. Same. You know how some people love the question, like, what's your favorite type of food? Uh-huh. If I'm, like, really on my game, I'm always, like, fair food. Yeah. Fair food is my favorite. Like, typically yeah. you'd hear, like, Mexican yeah, or right. Italian. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Asian. But Chinese if I'm word. on my game, yeah. I'm, like, fair yeah. food is my yeah. favorite type. Man, um, I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a second. Okay, great. But um, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the fair food pieces. But nostalgia. Yes. Uh, I think because uh, it meant more to you. Yes. Uh, you probably went into the rabbit, uh, was it cavies or whatever those are called? Uh, is it, is it, that's the term. What? Cavy uh, is a rabbit. I don't know what you're saying. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. C-A- I won't, but sure. C-A-V-E-Y. Look it up, kid. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you're going to do it right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to multitask. Yeah, uh, yeah please do. Uh, the uh, you, you showed, uh, you, you have shown rabbits. Yes. Uh, you went to the dairy show. Uh, and the reason you went is because you remember your heritage, your history, um, and it is uh, why uh, that was very important to you. Uh, the Fairfield County Fair is a lot of things. Um, one of the great things is the history of uh, 4-H and FFA and animal showing and all of that kind of thing. And so it, it really is important. But uh, it's nostalgic for you. It is. What you find out on KV? Um, honestly, I'm a little confused. Yeah, well, it you, says, what is rabbit KV? <laughs> thank you. It says a guinea pig. Yeah. A KV is commonly known as a guinea pig. A 4-H rabbit and KV project can provide youth with the opportunity uh-huh yeah yeah so it's like a small rodent basically it's it's a kind of rabbit it's a guinea pig a guinea it's pig. in the rabbit family it's not a guinea pig oh is kv a rodent <coughs> no <laughs> it's yes, not it is. no it isn't <laughs> i don't know what so it is funny. i just said it oh yeah. um, <coughs> i never context. i i it was in the rabbit family um the other thing you said that I think is so important, and I actually heard um, that when I was at uh, the Fairfield County Fair, uh, but right before this uh, recording, and uh, that is people come to town on purpose yeah. for this week. They do. Uh, former Mayor Dave Smith said, oh, yeah, we always have our class reunion the week of the fair because we know people want to go to the Fairfield County Fair. That's so smart. And, uh, yeah, we want to see we have a reunion, so sure. we make it that week. I talked to a guy who lives in Oklahoma. And he's like, I only come back once a year. And I came back this week. I'm oh like, my gosh. perfect. Uh, you're a friend. Yeah. Right? Uh, haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, vascular surgeon somewhere. Yeah. Uh, all over the world, I think you said, or all over the area, maybe the U.S. Uh, <laughs> do, do, doing whatever. Uh, doing his work. Sure. God yeah. bless him. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad he's here uh, to do it. But he's going to find a way back to the mm-hmm. Fairfield County Fair. Yep. Right? Um, and so at the end of the day, and maybe a theme on this show. It really is all about relationships, isn't it? It is, yep. And so I love, love, love going to the fair uh, for two primary reasons. But number one is absolutely the relationships. Um, I've got a favorite funnel cake lady. i got a guy who, uh, who, who gave me a diet, Dr. Pep- uh, diet Pepsi today. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I tried to give him money. He said, nope, keep your money. Um, I... Uh, the Crazy Tater um, uh, oh, yeah. booth, yeah. Uh, the, the Benjamins, they're my friends. Uh, Jimmy Jawbreaker, uh, yes. that's my friend Jamie Mast. Um, th- these are my people, right? Sure. Uh, building relationships. Do I like the funnel cakes that Cindy Irwin makes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going there on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crazy Taters, uh, so good. Um, love, love, love that. Um, 
uh, I love me a Jimmy Jawbreaker. Uh, oh, that line yeah. is forever long. Yeah. Because it is so good. It is so good. And, um, so the, those uh, corn dog. I um, I'm a big fan of the corn dog. I found the foot long one. I was looking for one, and I, I found one. And so when I go back, I, I know where to go now, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get me a foot long corn dog. Great. I'm yeah. happy for you. Corn dogs are not my thing. Oh, well, God bless you. Yeah. Um, you do, you kid. Uh, I'm getting a foot long corn dog. Oh, a gyro. I, I stop at yeah. my favorite gyro booth. Mm. And she's like, hey, how you guys doing? Um, and so it is about relationship. Oh, uh, that's what I like, number one. <laughs> number two, it's obvious, I think, what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Food. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same. And uh, those smells. I, uh, yes. A buddy met us at our booth, and he's like walking in here, overwhelmed by the smells of the Fairfield County Fair. Um, uh, uh, yes. Love, love, love the food element. None of it good for you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, we always like to say oh, it only comes by once a year. It does. Uh, so does you know, next Tuesday, it only comes by once <laughs> a year. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that argument's kind of silly. Sure. Uh, um, every day of the year only comes by once, once a, a year. year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that argument maybe doesn't so hold a lot of water, but no, actually, I think it holds more water. Do you? So yeah, this day is only here once a year. So yeah. I'm gonna eat what I want to eat. Oh, I'm with you, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the way you think. That's yeah. good stuff right there. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, I'm going to have uh, three cheeseburgers today because, you know, this day only comes by once a year. There's so. only one October 13th. Exactly. <laughs> 2022. Yeah, so we might as well live it up. Uh, yep. Uh, what is that? YOLO? Is that right? You only live once? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe that's a, a proper way of thinking. I don't know if it's proper or not, but <laughs> um, yes, uh, we love going to our county fair we do uh, for those reasons we um, really i do. also i did not grow up on a farm i didn't show animals mm-hmm. um but i take some level of joy in walking through the animal barns oh yeah um we've seen or had uh, uh, calves there that w- literally were born at the fair yep uh some friends of mine's uh, uh, the Molodex, i believe uh, their name uh they had a cow that uh, birthed uh, some calves uh, uh Goats, there were baby goats. Um, when we were, you and I were in the, the broadcast radio business, <coughs> we had a, a lady that, that kissed one of the baby goats uh, on the air. I think we actually recorded that, um, <laughs> and uh, I think maybe she enjoyed it more than the goats, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, you and I used to broadcast we uh, did. live uh, from the Fairfield County Fair, which was a whole lot of fun. It you was. Get to see uh, lots of people. Uh, get to smell uh, the smells. I used to go to the Bob Evans booth yes. every morning. Yes. Matter of fact, I think I saw you, uh, you and your dad. I think we walked over there. I uh, think we did one year. A few years ago. Actually, uh, Wednesday morning when I was there, because yeah. I was there, I want to say it was like 9.30 uh-huh. in the morning, um, and the dairy show didn't start until 10, I think, and not all of the booths were open, because it's pretty early for the fair, and yep. the rides weren't open. Right. Um. But my son and I walked through the barns, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm here for the breakfast sandwich. I yeah. have to go get the breakfast sandwich. Exactly. And I did. Yeah. And it was good so good. I haven't had one of those because I've been there in the morning. Yes. But I'm going to try to fix that problem. Yes. Uh, very soon. Um, because, again, it's just something about it. And part of it, at least for you and I, right. uh, uh, is the nostalgic feeling yep. uh, that, that comes with that. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, have you ever entered anything like uh, pies or cakes or jam. quilts or 
Jim. Yep. How did that go for you? Um, I think fine. Oh. My mother and I, I think we did it a couple, my mother-in-law and I, uh, I think for a couple summers we can jam together and we entered them. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. Yeah. There is an entry fee. Yes. However, with your entry, you get passes. Right. You get a daily, p- like you get passes for the week. Yeah. And so ultimately it was really financially motivated. Yeah, I um, see. On my part. Yeah. To get to go to the fair more often. Yeah. Well, if um, you quit funneling the money to those uh, <laughs> separate accounts. Yeah, yeah. I'll work on that. Yeah. It sounds like you were in a real jam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Funny. Yeah. Have you, you ever entered anything? I don't believe so. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think, have any skills. I so. think you could even, like, there's, you can enter artwork. You can enter you can. flowers. You can yes. enter vegetables. You, you can. can enter cakes. Yep. You can enter photographs. Yep. All of that true. So many things. None of those gifts I have. Sure, so. but like you just enter it. <laughs> um. I found this picture in my basement, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to submit it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, uh, when we get off the air, let me tell you a couple of things I've done. <coughs> this Fairfield County Fair that have been unique. Up. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe not, not, uh, not for the air. But, okay, sounds um, good. Yeah, so you have submitted some some things. Yep, there. I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool stuff mm-hmm. right there. Well, uh, thank you for the little trip down memory lane uh, for what we believe to be the greatest fair of the year. Mm-hmm. It is definitely the latest fair of the year. It uh, is, but uh, a whole lot of fun there. And um, <coughs> last thing, uh, do you and Josh go to the fair together with your arms around each other and hands in your back pockets? <laughs> No. <laughs> Do you and Stace? Yeah, I try to. <laughs> How'd that go? Kind of in Rome, you know. Uh, you do as the Romans. <laughs> and it's, it seems. Wow, I'm going to start getting better. It's time. You are, it's, yeah. t- it's time to, uh, uh, to connect with our guest. Are you ready for that? I am. His name is uh, Larry Johnson. He's the assistant coach uh, for the football team and the defensive line coach. And he was very gracious to say, you know, I'd be happy to join that podcast. And I have been looking forward uh, to this moment for a long, long time. I've been a true Buckeye fan. You, uh, <laughs> just an observer of Ohio State football. Uh-huh. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, we covered that uh, several podcasts ago. You need to check that out. But now, time for our guest. As promised, the assistant Head coach for the Ohio State Buckeye football program is joining us on this episode of the Sports and Spirituality Show, and he is Coach Larry Johnson. Thanks for coming on the show with us, Coach. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Dean, for having me. Uh, it is absolutely our privilege. Let's learn a little bit about Larry Johnson. Where are you from originally? Uh, originally born in a place called Williamson, North Carolina, down on the East Coast. Uh, that's where I was born and spent my livelihood before I moved. Wonderful. And what did your parents do for a living down there? Uh, my dad was a automotive mechanic guy, and my mother passed when I was uh, five years old. I see. I'm really sorry to hear that for you. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have uh, two brothers. Uh, one of my oldest, Willa Herman, who's deceased, and then my next brother's A.K. Alecon Johnson. And then I have two sisters, Dot, Dot and Ellie, who are both uh, one is in New York City and one is in Pennsylvania. Wonderful. And where are you in that pecking order? 
I am the baby. Uh, he's the baby of the family, so yeah. you had maybe some a few perks there as the baby of the family. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, wonderful. Well, you've done great with the perks that you've been given. Um, so talk to us about um, growing up in the Carolinas. Um, how, how did that process go for you? Uh, it was well, you know, it was a tough time. It was the, 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 the black-white area going through high school. I went to a predominantly black school into my senior year. When I graduated from high school, they integrated the school system there. Uh, just an uh, old farm boy, worked hard, uh, played for a legendary coach. Herman Boone was my high school coach in high school when I played football. And had a chance to win a national championship you know, at the school. Uh, come from a very spiritual family. Uh, you, you had to go to church in the morning on Saturday, Sunday morning, Bible study. So I did all the gamut because you know, I thought it was important to my, my dad thought it was important to have a spiritual background. And so that's kind of where we start. And uh, we're a very strong bond family, very tight, very close. Uh, and I think that's what my dad wanted most of all for the family to be real close together. And that's what we are still. That's great stuff right there of faith football family now uh, did you play on the defensive line because you've been a tremendous defensive line coach uh, throughout your career yeah in high school i played a little ball i played both boys played tackle offensive tackle and defensive tackle i got to high school got into college i'm sorry i got into college i played three years of d tackle then my senior year i was moved to middle linebacker and then i did a little bit of stinky the pros at middle linebacker and started my head coaching career in high school and uh, that's where the coaching started. Very good. Was that down in the Carolinas? Uh, I did my start my high school coaching in um, the state of Maryland. I was a high school co- football coach at a school called McDonough High School in Charles County, Maryland. Wonderful. And uh, then, uh, where did that journey lead you? At some point, uh, you got uh, you got a college opportunity. How did that process happen? Yeah, you know, it's just you know, I tell people all the time, it's not that you know. That I was searching for a job. I was coaching high school football in, in Maryland. I'd taken a uh, vice principal job at the high school with the idea of becoming a principal the next year. And in the spring of that year, March, I get a phone call from uh, Joe Paterna. And uh, I've had some players play, it, play for Joe from my high school. And uh, I've worked their camp and then asked, and he asked if I'd be interested in coaching college football, coaching TV's events. And uh, certainly was surprised by the phone call, but Certainly. Uh, first thing I did the next day, I ran back into the church, talked to my pastor, and asked me. I've been searching, didn't, didn't, didn't seek out this job, never called anybody, never sent a resume, we get to get a call. And he said to me, he said, God sees your vision. And he said, What do you think? You may be going for football, maybe something different when you get there. And sure enough, when I got to offer Penn State, we were certainly different than anything before. And then I knew God answered that because when I'm with the interview, which Joe Paterno is, I racked my brains for two weeks to get rid of this huge and the most legendary of all time. And we got there, had breakfast, talked, went to his office and talked, and got offered a job without doing without doing, talking any football. He talked about family, my faith, and what I want to believe in. And when he said that uh, you have the job if you want it, I said, praise the Lord. And he said, why did you say that, Larry? I said, well... You know, you know, sometimes the guy opened doors that you think are closed. And I said, this particular case, he opened the door. He knew what I wanted. But say, timing is more important uh, when you get to take a job like this. So I thought, like, you know, even winning state championship in high school, you know, everybody could run it. But it wasn't that time. It was God time. And 
what it, and it's been a blessing ever since then. So I'm always reminded of that, that and everything you control, everything you think you control is not controlled, it's controlled by God. And that's where my spiritual background starts, my belief system starts. Yeah, that's great stuff right there. And it is humbling, isn't it, for us to feel like we're in control and then say, wait a minute, nope, God is in control, so let's go ahead and let him lead us because his outcomes will be much greater than ours if we try to control it. So uh, very wise of you to get advice from others um, to pursue uh, the open door, and then maybe maybe God would close that door if that's not what you're supposed to do. He left it open, and you got the opportunity. Yep, that's true. So true, and it's been a blessing for since there. I got to when I got to Penn State University, uh, I, I saw a great need uh, for the spiritual growth of young players. And so when I got there, I was a really quick story that and before the game, kept players would go into the shower and prayer before they prayed for the game. And, and at that particular time, maybe five or seven guys would go into the uh, to shower. And then uh, I got involved. We went from five to seven days, so we couldn't keep enough people get enough people in the shower to stop praying. And, and that's why I knew that my, my purpose there might have been a football, but my vision of what God wanted me to do is continue to change young people's life and, and do it through spiritual and, and tell them the, the, the grace of the Lord and, and talk about him in a very personal way about how he's changed my life. And I think that's the biggest thing I took away uh, from my coaching career that I'm still doing it today, that I, I'm not afraid to share my belief, my spiritual faith, and my, my love for the Lord. And I think that's important for anybody in position that of leadership is to share your faith. Sometimes it's important to do that so the kids can see it and hear it and feel it. Yep. At the end of the day, your job obviously is about X's and O's, right? Um, blocking, tackling, those kinds of things. But um, really, it's about building into the lives of these young men. And uh, what better way to do that than to build into their spiritual life and lead by example there? Um, and so how, um, how have you been able to embrace that platform and say, uh, because I'm guessing not every player, and quite frankly, every uh, uh, coach that you coach alongside uh, wants to uh, have the same uh, goals that you do. Yeah, I, I think it's important to, to share your faith. And I don't, like I said before, I don't hide my faith, my belief system. And so when I walk into the room and talk to my player, you know, I, you know, I can put it on the table, but you've got to grab it. You know, if you want it, if it is, you want to understand it, you know, then I can help you lead that way. But there's so many great people here, you know, that can, can also, not, not just me, you know, the athletes in action has been very prominent here, very great. And those guys have done a great job here, just kind of reaching out to a player. So there's all different avenues that our players can get. And my job as a coach is to go in and be a role model, but also share my faith. And some of, your, your, some of the greatest things to change people's lives is to share your testimony. It hasn't been all easy for, you know, you know for Coach Johnson. You know, it's been time that I go through verses like everybody else in life and how you overcome that. And sometimes the best testimonies when you come out of closet and talk about your faith and your struggles and, and, and how you got there and where you are today. And I think I constantly do that when I walk in my room and talk to my players, is to share my faith and my belief system. And somebody once said, uh, faith is best caught than taught, right? And so when you're living that example, uh, that certainly uh, makes it more um, uh, oh, powerful uh, for folks to embrace um, and uh, to be able to see that uh, faith has impacted you uh, in that way. That's 
at some point you got the opportunity to come to the Ohio State University. And I think maybe back in the day when it happened, uh, people were pretty surprised because the Penn State program was pretty strong. Uh, obviously, Ohio State's pretty strong program as well. Um, how did you make that transition? Uh, it was a tough decision. You know, I mean, I, uh, I felt that my time at State was up. I thought it was move on. Actually, I was going to retire and just kind of hang out and study football and, you know, spend some time life. And I there a conversation. Teresa he said, Dad, he said, there's some young people that need you somewhere else. You know, I thought about that for a minute. What a good opportunity if I could go somewhere uh, and continue to back young people's life. And can I do this again? Can I create this, this story about this line and those kind of things? So when the job came open, his wife gave me a call. We talked on the phone for a couple of days, and I went up for an interview at a convention I was speaking at. We talked, and that night he offered me a job, thought about it, prayed about it. And uh, I remember my pastor wife was driving by the house, and she stopped in unsu- you know, un- unannounced and said, hey, Larry, is Larry here? That's my wife. I said, yeah, she's downstairs. downstairs. <coughs> and she came downstairs. I, I, I went by your house, and the Lord told me to tell you this, so. What you're looking for, what you're going to happen, is going to come to you. So don't worry. There's something greater for you. And then two days later, I got off the job by university. Uh, so I knew, again, the guy was in the works. So when I got here, he was some great people. Uh, and it's been a blast here. It really has been a great experience for me. And the blessing is that you go all your life coaching, trying to win a championship. I left in 2014 from Penn State in 2014 and a national championship at the Ohio State University. And that's a great testimony. You know, God rewards you if you just be faithful. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I think about it all the time. That was his reward for me, staying faithful. It's so, it's so true. Yep. And to have that uh, situation uh, where uh, someone else is speaking into your life saying uh, the Lord is going to take care of you, yeah, it is uh, some level of comfort, isn't it, to know that maybe somebody else is in charge of what's happening in our life, and if we can put our full faith, trust, and confidence in him, uh, then we're going to end up with a positive outcome. Oh, no doubt about it. I think that's the key word is faith. If you have faith and belief system, and you know what faith is, substance things hope to hope for, evidence of things not seen. Sometimes we don't see it, you know what I mean? I think those are the blessings that sometimes it comes upon you, and you go, whoa, God, I didn't want that one. Yeah, here's another one, here's another one, uh, because he knows and he knows secret. So I'm very blessed to be in a situation. You know, I say it every day when I get up in the morning. So blessed and faithful that I can get up in the morning, go to work, and be around great people. I know that God is in my life, my spirit, my spirit life is good, and my wife is the same way, my kids are the same way, and so it's, it's, it's a good thing to have that feeling, that comfort, knowing that, that you have a, a heavenly father, instead of looking over and you using that platform to be a blessing to other people, sharing that story with other people and other events in your life, uh, partnering with other people of faith like Athletes in Action. And uh, I believe uh, you're probably pretty close there to uh, the uh, chaplain, uh, Roy Hall, and, and others there, uh, Tom Rohde, um, at the Ohio State program. Um, but it, it is a team sport, this thing of faith, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that's it's all about it. Raw is one of my favorites. You know, he speaks to our players all the time. And what time Rhoda and his guys do our players, just amazing how they continue to spread the word and trying to talk to our players about faith and coming to the Lord. And I, I think that's tremendous because it's needed in, in all areas, fast of everybody in life. And I think that's the important thing is to find those vineyards that you could actually 
you know, demonstrate and present the word to young people. I think that's great. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, faith, uh, family, football. Uh, you mentioned uh, your wife and uh, children. How many children do you have again? <clears throat> Three kids. I have uh, twins. Uh, they're uh, 35 years old. I'm Tony and Teresa and my oldest son, Larry. And then my wife, Christine. And then got four grandkids. Four grandchildren. Uh, I think maybe on Saturday I saw you walking with uh, maybe one of those grandchildren. That's, that's the youngest one, Deck. Declan, that's my youngest grandson. My son is here with me, Tony Johnson. His wife, Karen. And he has three kids. There's two boys and a girl. Normally they're the oldest boys with me also, but he was already in the stadium waiting for me to come in. But, yeah, this, that, that, is, that is my joy right now. You know, I don't know where you're a grandfather or not, but that's the greatest joy is being a grandpa. You know, you can spoil them instead of home. Amen, brother. Yes, I am blessed with four children, uh, two grandsons, and uh, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, got to see my grandsons at church yesterday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Extra special blessing um, when they come running to you and, you know, jump up in your arms, that kind of stuff. Uh, That's that's extra cool stuff right there. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so important to pass the faith along. Uh, God doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has children, right? Uh, so yeah. they are not people of faith because we are. So how do you invest in your children and grandchildren on the faith side of things? I think, you know, like my dad told me, I think you still have to continue to spread the moments where we talk about the Lord, you know what I mean? We talk about His grace and and the blessing that is put upon you in your belief system. You know, they go to church. You know? So I think that's the grace of the critical when you have faith is the centerpiece also you know, in everybody at home. And I'm just very blessed my son is that way. The kids are just outstanding. And so I think the faith and the belief system is all there because they see it from above. I mean, see it from above. They see their grandpa, their grandma, and talk about the Lord. Making sure they understand at an early age, I understand like and saying your prayers is so important, and just being thankful for everything you get. And, and I love that when they say that you know, every Thanksgiving, one of them have to bless the food. And I get tears in my eyes when you start talking about them. And that is no one is putting these words in his mouth, it's, it's God speaking through them. And it's so precious those moments when you, you hear them say the prayer in their own words, but they believe it, what they hear. So it's kind of cool, kind of neat for me. Uh, yeah, let's face it, uh, football's only going to last for so long, but our faith uh, lasts for eternity if we have a close, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so at the end of the day, uh, obviously, uh, Thanksgiving's pretty big time around here in Central Ohio uh, with that team up north uh, coming to town. Um, but way more important than that uh, is hearing our children and grandchildren uh, thanking God for the blessings they have because you know uh, that football game's only going to last about about three or four hours, uh, but yes. their faith's going to last forever. No doubt about it. You know, you know, count all joy, right? James 1, 2, count on all joy. You know, the trials and relation of life is not important when you're at a faith and a belief system. And, and, and believe it, and the power of the Lord, what it can do for is more important than any, you know, for when it is important, but, you know, when it for the Lord is important also. Uh, no question about life is about priorities, right? And the top priority is winning the faith battle. Um, but uh, we do find uh, that winning <laughs> the football battles is pretty fun as well, don't we? Uh, no doubt. No doubt. That's, uh, that's a blessing in itself. You know, I mean, that's why you do this. You know, I mean, but keeping everything in perspective, you know, when it's important, like I said, when it's important, and obviously being the team up, it's more important. Anything else going on in life sometimes, it seems, but 
it's just that the tradition, the the game that goes along with a lot of people. So we totally understand that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but again, as you say, keeping it all in perspective. So uh, faith in Jesus Christ, very important to Coach Larry Johnson. Family, very important to Coach Larry Johnson. I believe football is very important to Coach Larry Johnson as well. Um, uh, talk to me about some highlights of some players that you coached there at Penn State. Yeah, well, I think the, the first player comes to mind is, is two really great players. I had a chance to great Courtney Brown was the number one drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 2000. And, and he was a face-driven young man. Uh, I mean, he probably had the same car he had when he was back in, back in college. He just was face-driven. Or today, we talk with you once a week. And he's in the church very strong right now. So first player, outstanding didn't have a great uh, pro career, got hurt, but just outstanding person. Other guys, uh, uh, Tom, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, who was a really outstanding player and really great person. Oh, I've been going there, a lot of people that was involved. And Spice Adams was a great player to play for, and just really great people. So there were so many great guys at Penn State that I had a chance to touch their lives, but also, uh, and I think that's so important. My players here now, Ohio State, you know, really special young people. You know, they really are. You know, just special young men. It's, it's, it's growing, and, and you can see them growing. Really great things. I've had a chance to coach great players, but uh, they say that a great coach, you know, it's not not as great coach, but great players. I mean, they're fortunate to have some very, very outstanding players to be a part of. And I'm more appreciative of them than they are on me sometimes. I think it's so important. They say thanks to Coach John, but really, I really need to thank them. Is only one to believe in the, to believe in the system, believe in what I call drinking the Kool Aid. You know what we do here. And I think it's so important. Uh, it certainly is, but uh, they definitely need somebody to invest in them. And quite frankly, I think someone uh, to love them and guide them, listen to them, and lead them in the way they should go, even in a football sense. And uh, you've done a great job with that. Uh, uh, people like, I don't know, uh, the Bosa family, uh, Chase Young and others uh, at yeah. the Ohio State University. That's, uh, that's been pretty solid uh, resume builder right there. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been very fun. As like I said earlier, I had some coaching great players, and and not necessarily the guys who the first round draft pick, but the guys like the Sam Hubbard's, the Tyquan Lewis, and, and, and Tommy Toga, Devon Hamilton, just John Cooper. So many guys, Tremont Jones, those guys that are still playing and leave, doing a great job and have the impact in the league, but also had an impact here at I State University. They certainly are continuing their uh, expertise in the sport that they love. Um, and uh, somebody told me uh, once many years ago, uh, we don't, you know, we don't stand on our own foundation. We stand on the shoulders of those who have come before. And a part of uh, those who have come before are people um, that have invested in our lives. And uh, Coach Larry Johnson, one of those guys uh, who's invested in these outstanding players uh, that you've listed there at the Ohio State University. Uh, and you've got a pretty good crop of guys uh, this year as well. Um, we with the Fairfield County Sports Network have had the privilege of covering Jack Sawyer in high school there at Pick North, um, and uh, he's continuing to grow and learn there at Ohio State, isn't he? Yeah, yes. He's, he's really starting into his second year. You see the growth process in him. He's got stronger. He's bigger. He's starting to understand the game more, and, uh, and just, it's just been fun to coach him. You know, he's got a great attitude. He's a real intense guy that wants to be great. 
And we well, guys want to be great. It's really easy to coach. You can push them to the limit when they trust you. Uh, but I, I'm really happy where he's at in his career right now. He's having a great season. And all the young guys are. I'm really proud of the young guys here. But, you know, certainly Jack is, is doing a great job for us. And what do you think is a realistic expectation for the 2022 Ohio State Buckeye team? Well, I'm hoping we get to the dance. You know, that's all. It's one game at a time, one day at a time. But you know, the ultimate goal is, you know, we think it's, you know, first you have to win the team up North game. You know, that's a more important than anything else that we do this season. And have a chance to win the Big Ten championship and then see what goes from there. And that's always been our goal. And it will continue to be our goal. But I think right now it's one week at a time, one game at a time, and, and see how it goes. You and I are chatting on a Monday after the Rutgers victory there, 49-10. And uh, then you have your first road game. How do you prepare your team uh, to go on the road after five straight home games? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, we kind of spoiled playing five home games that are a bit in a row. So I think our process is really strong. I think we do a good job preparing our kids for the road trip. You know, we'll be very conscious of what it takes to, you know, we always say all the time, stream coach always says that when you go on a road trip, you got to pack. You got to pack the defense. You got to pack the offensive line. You know, you got to run the ball, stop the ball. That's part of going on the road. So that's our challenge going into this game uh, to do both. You know, that's a, that's a big thing when you're on the road. You got to be able to do those two things. I think to win a game. So that's what we'll work on this week and get ready to go to Lansing, uh, play a great game on Saturday. And what's the future hold for Coach Larry Johnson in uh, his role as a football coach? Right, and you know, as a good Lord gave me good health and good wisdom and a great mind, I'm gonna stay in it as long as I can. You know, like, you know that's that's that's, that's, that's God's plan. Like I said before, you always know when the time is. When the time comes, you'll know it. But you can say it all the time, and I think I will too. I'll know when the time comes, but it's time to walk away from this game. You know, that I love so much. Uh, but right now, I'm having so much fun doing what I do. And uh, like I said, when you have uh, very blessed, have good health, no issues, and it's hoping continue. So that will be my answer to you. Like, I don't have a timetable. It's really Scott timetable. Put me into this, and when the time comes to take me away, I'll get the message from you, and I'll know when it comes. Well, I think with uh, the is- the history that you have and the information I've learned on this podcast, you're probably also going to talk to other people in your life, your pastor and other family members, and uh, help make that decision as well. Uh, I believe the Bible says, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety, and uh, you've done a great job uh, of that. How was the transition from uh, a defensive coach to assistant coach? How has that process been? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. It's not a lot of difference. It's a little more things you may have to do, but it's not different. I know, I, you know, I, I, I'm a delight coach. You know, that's what I do. That's my, that's my brand, and, I, and, I, and that's what I continue to. The other things are just part of what you know what you do. But really, you know, my, my job is to be a support. You know, to coach day, but most important is to get my guys ready to play every week. You know, that's the most important job to me. You know. That's great stuff. Now, in the Rutgers game, I was a little concerned that you might have to be the head coach. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, chatter between uh, Greg Schiano and head coach Ryan Day. Uh, were you concerned that you might have to coach the rest of the game? Oh, no, no. <laughs> They got that all squared away, I think. Uh, it was just a kind of a heat-of-the-moment uh, situation, and yeah. uh, they've moved forward. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> how much pride do you take when guys come back? Um, it was homecoming at that Rutgers game. Uh, guys come back and uh, thank you for the investment you've made in their life, or when you're watching them play on Sunday or interacting with their family. How much pride do you take in the investment that you made in their life? 
Oh, it's, it's, I, mean, I think that's to I me. Mean, that's the reward, right? That's the reward when you can. And, you know, people say sometimes, hey, hey coach, you know, I want you to coach. And I tell them all the time, uh, my motto is that I don't want to coach. I want to invest in you because if I invest in you, we'll be friends and have a lifelong relationship forever. If I coach you, you'll probably walk out the door and never, we'll never talk again. And so I'm all about investing. And it's pretty cool when they come back and hang out and talk to the players and, and show their appreciation for what, you know, I've done for them, but more important is what, what they've done for me as a coach also. It's always special to see those guys come back. And I'm very mindful of that, that how much I appreciate them. And, and it's the first thing I tell them, how much I appreciate them. I love them for what they do. And pride to watch them play on Sunday. And I get a chance to watch them play. That's good stuff right there. Um, you and I uh, chatted just a little bit uh, at that Rutgers game for just a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a white guy, and uh, my wife is also uh, white. We're blessed with three biological children. Um, but we adopted a son from Ethiopia, and mm-hmm. it has been so important to my wife and I. He was three and a half, and we adopted him. He's uh, in uh, a senior in high school now, plays middle linebacker, and, um, and it has been so important uh, for us to find men of color who are leaders um, in their family, uh, leaders in their faith, and leaders in the thing that is important to our son, uh, which right now is football. And so on behalf of my wife, Stacy and I, I want to thank you for the example that you've set, the leadership that you've provided um, for my son, um, who uh, needs to see someone that looks like him being exactly what God called and created them to be. And uh, on behalf of my family, uh, thank you for the example that you've set. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. So nice kind word. appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, you um, have had to kind of walk this journey, right, growing up in the South with uh, uh, the challenges of uh, uh, color and segregation and desegregation, all of that kind of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I think you're the kind of guy uh, that can help my son and many other uh, men of color uh, to be able to know how to navigate that. Uh, how, uh, how do you communicate that to those who may be having some struggles, especially in light of the, the things that have transpired the last couple of years? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's important. You know, you're reminded of that. You know, I've always said a long time ago. My father taught me a long time ago that you know, color doesn't discriminate against who you are. You know, who you are on the inside. And I've always looked at people that I've been in challenging situations and African American men. You know, to be a first black head coach in the state of Maryland, first black person in the state championship in the state of Maryland, and go through all of those things. You know, and all I try to do is to show who I am as a man and try to treat people with respect and respect them who they are. And sure, I had some challenges. I faced those things by my younger age, drawing growing up, I faced those things. But I've learned from that. And I try my best to treat people with respect. I see them for who they are and not the color of their skin. And it's just kind of my who I am. You know, and the things that has happened in the world since this time. You know, I worried about my grandkids when they get to be growing and the world is the same, but it be changing. I mean, but I, I think the most important thing we all learned is in the last four or five years that we're all in this together. You know I mean? And we can appreciate that. Yeah, I think the world's a better place. The world needs to look into a football locker guys of all color, you know, all race, all religious background, and how people get along. I mean, I think that's so important for people to sign up a football locker room or, or any room that athletics involved when you have to build a bond of friendship and brotherhood. And no one cares about what you're doing. 
that cared about who you are as a man on each side. And I think that's 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 the way you talk to my employers. That's what I talk to my my grandkids, and to change to talk to people about that. It's so important. We're getting closer, but we're still a long ways. Uh, it is so important to treat people for who they are, regardless of their background. And uh, so thank you very much for uh, that message. Uh, thank you uh, for the ways that you have led in uh, this, uh, this challenging situation. Um, and I so agree with you. For those who aren't sports fans, uh, like my co-host, uh, Kelsey Bull, <laughs> for the people like that um, to understand uh, why why sports is so important because it does take uh, these people uh, who are so eclectic and what we do is we focus on a common goal right Ohio State football team is focused on the opponent for that day so they put all of that other stuff aside and say let's focus on the opponent and I think that is such a great microcosm for real life if we could focus on the things that are most important and set aside our differences I think everybody Everybody wins in that scenario, don't you? I agree. That's a great. That's a great point, Steve. It really is. I think. I think we're all winning back in that, and I think that's a challenge for all of us. Yep. For sure. Well, uh, Coach Larry Johnson, thanks for coming on the Sports and Spirituality Show. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your faith and your family, obviously about football as well. Uh, thank you for being a tremendous example of a follower of Jesus Christ, a man of his family, uh, and an outstanding football coach. On behalf of all Buckeye fans everywhere, thank you for the contributions you've made uh, to the 2022 football team and all the years before that. We trust the Lord's blessing on you, your family, and your continued work in the field of football. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. God bless you. Thanks for this moment. I appreciate it. You are welcome. That is the assistant head coach of the Ohio State University Buckeyes and line coach Larry Johnson joining us on the Sports and Spirituality Show. Thanks a lot, Kelsey, for being on episode 57 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. What do you think about joining us for episode 58? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, let's do it. Really? <laughs> that's how you feel about it? Yeah, that's how I feel about it right now. now. I think maybe uh -huh. we're going to make history um, with uh, having a history maker on the podcast oh we did earlier we had mitch uh mitch price we did uh we believe to be the first male cheerleader um at yeah. his school and in his league you're right you're right so i think we're gonna have another uh groundbreaker uh, a little bit of a ceiling cracker um and that is a lady who is the first female drum major in ohio state history and potentially big 10 history She's scheduled to join us for episode 58. What do you think about that? Okay, that makes me excited. I'll yes. be back. All right. oh, oh, good, good, good. Whew, we got her from, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm coming back. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, well, thank you for your willingness to come on episode 57, and we're very much looking forward to uh, joining us for episode 58. Great. You seem very happy about <laughs> that. Uh, well, I want to say a special thank you to Price Custom Homes, our friends Greg and Mitch Price. They've been doing this for about 50 years, and they can help you from the beginning to the end of the process. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you 
Greg and Mitch Price for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. And a special thank you to WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life and our friends at Save Radio as well. Thanks for joining us for Episode 57. Join us for Episode 58 next time on the SAS, the Sports and Spirituality Show.